there's a little uh, imperfections in our societal <laughs> that proves how imperfect we are. On page uh, 11, uh, the new page that you got already, <coughs> uh, recital number 7, after the first uh, paragraph, we used the third paragraph just between the first and the second, and the third paragraph we repeat at the end of each other paragraph. So you may look at it and note that when we recite this uh, metta chanting today. Let us begin. May all those who are imprisoned legally or illegally all who are in police custody anywhere in the world, wait in trials, evit wish happiness. May they be free from greed, anger, aversion, hatred, jealousy, and fear. Let these thoughts of loving friendliness embrace all of them, envelop them. Let every cell, every drop of blood, every atom, every molecule of their entire bodies and minds be charged with these thoughts of imperfections. Let their bodies and minds be collapsed and filled with the peace of tranquility and loving friendliness. Let this peace and tranquility of loving friendliness pervade their entire bodies and minds. May all of them in all directions, in all around the universe, be peaceful. Let them be happy. Let them have good fortune. Let them have good friends. Let them, after death, be reborn in heavens. May all who are in hostile still <coughs> suffer. May they be free from pain afflictions, deprivation, disappointment, dissatisfaction, anxiety, and fear. Let these thoughts of loving friendliness embrace all of them, envelop them. Let every cell of every drop of blood, every atom, every molecule of their entire bodies and minds be charged with these thoughts of loving friendliness. Let their bodies and minds be relaxed and filled with the peace of loving, of loving friendliness. Let this peace and tranquility of loving friendliness pervade their entire bodies and minds. May all of them in all directions, all around the universe, be beautiful. Let them be happy. Let them have good fortune. Let them have good friends. Let them out that be reborn in heavens. May all mothers who are in pain delivering babies in peace and happiness, may they be free from pain, afflictions, depression, disappointment, dissatisfaction, anxiety, and fear. Let these thoughts of loving friendliness embrace all of them, envelop them. Let every cell, every drop of blood, every atom, every molecule of their environment be charged with these thoughts of loving friendliness. 
let their bodies and minds be relaxed and filled with peace and tranquility of loving friendliness. Let the peace and tranquility of loving friendliness pervade their entire bodies and minds. May all of them in all directions, all around the universe, be beautiful. Let them be happy. Let them have good fortune. Let them have good friends. Let them be reborn in heavens. May all single parents taking care of their children be free from pain, afflictions, depression, disappointment, dissatisfaction, anxiety and fear. Let these thoughts of loving friendliness embrace all of them and love them. Let every cell, every drop of blood, every atom, every molecule of their entire bodies and minds be charged with these loving Let their bodies and many <coughs> Let the peace and tranquility of living friendliness pervade entire bodies and minds. May all of them in all directions, all around the universe, be beautiful. Let them be happy. Let them have good fortune. Let them have good friends. Let them after that be reborn in heaven. May all children unusual afflictions, depression, disappointment, dissatisfaction, and you love them. Let every cell, every drop of blood, every atom, every molecule of their entire bodies and minds be charged with these thoughts of living friendliness. Let their bodies and minds be kept relaxed, filled with peace and tranquility of living friendliness. Let the peace and tranquility of living friendliness pervade in their bodies and minds. May all of them in all directions, in all around the world, be beautiful. Let them be happy. Let them have good fortune. Let them have good friends. Let them have death. May all rulers be gentle, kind, generous, compassionate, considerate, and have respite under the privilege, discriminated, and the poverty stricken. May their heart be loving. May they oppress under privilege, discriminated, and the poverty stricken, be free from pain afflictions, depression, free from disappointment, dissatisfaction, anxiety, and fear. Let these thoughts of loving friendliness all them and love them. Let every cell, every drop of blood, every atom, every molecule of their entire bodies and minds be charged with these thoughts of loving friendliness. Let their bodies and minds be relaxed and filled with peace and tranquility of living friendliness. Let the peace and tranquility of living friendliness pervade their entire bodies and minds. May all of them in all directions, all around the universe, be beautiful. Let them be happy. Let them have good fortunes. Let them have good friends. Let them have after death of God in heaven. <coughs>
these passages also are very meaningful. Even the criminals have the root of loving friendliness in the deep down in their subconscious mind. Because of various conditioning, they have become criminals. Once they are rehabilitated, they realize how much potential they have within themselves. When Angulimala, who had killed many people, finally stopped killing because of the Buddha's compassion, and soon he realized how much potential he had in him. Using that potential and listening to Dhamma, practicing meditation, soon he attained liberation, enlightenment. Then he began to see how powerful his metta was. One day when he saw a woman in labor pain trying to deliver a baby, he stood in front of her house and heard her cry. So he went to the Buddha and mentioned this to him. And Buddha said to him, Go back and recall your own metta, loving friendliness, and remember from the time you attained full enlightenment, you have never killed any living being. That is the strength, that is the power of truth of your metta. Go and tell her loudly, Sister, since I have became, become an enlightened being, a disciple of Aryans, noble disciple, I liberated my mind from all the thought of cruelty. I realize how powerful metta is. By this power, may you deliver baby without pain. It is said that instant she became so calm, relaxed and peaceful to hear the words of this metta, of this very famous murderer, now became very compassionate person. That instant her pain disappeared and she delivered the baby. This is a very famous uh, incident in Buddhist literature. From this we can understand how much power we have within ourselves when we cultivate this potential power of metta. We should not take it very lightly. 
but we always must understand how much power we have as potential. We want to make it kinetic power, kinetic energy that can manifest, create wonderful, friendly, healing atmosphere around us. That is why the metta is called a healing meditation that heals the wound or scars of anger, resentment, and the thought of cruelty. As we all know, it is not very easy to cultivate, but with the firm commitment, determination, perseverance, patience, effort, understanding, nothing is impossible. As I mentioned yesterday, it is easy to do harmful things and difficult to do beneficial, meaningful things. Getting angry and expressing bitter words, insulting innuendo words, is easier. But when raging anger starts, at that instant, if we can stop it, Buddha said that is the real practitioner. Just like real <coughs> well-trained horse, cart, driver, stop, shift, moving, cart, abruptly, Similarly, when the raging anger rises, with this power of uh, metta, we should be able to stop it abruptly, quickly, and we can see how powerful it is. This is just a matter of training. It doesn't happen automatically. We may know, may have noticed some people are so quick in generating metta. They can generate metta quickly and stop anger. They are able to do that because they have done it many times in this life and many times in the previous lives in samsara. They have trained themselves, they have done their homework, and now when they encounter situations where everybody else gets upset, they don't. They remain calm, relaxed and peaceful. Instead of saying things to hurt others, they say things to soothe and comfort others. They are the ones who come forward 
to help others when they are in trouble, pain and suffering. Metta practice, as I have mentioned, is not something that we cultivate only sitting on the cushion. This is the practice we put into action in thoughts, words and deeds. So we are still training ourselves to do that. This training will be com- will complete one day as we keep doing it again and again, in spite of the fact that we may fall short of it many, many times. But we should not give up thinking that we are not suitable candidate of cultivating loving friendliness. We all are capable of doing it. And this is how we reach perfections of paramis. And the Buddha practiced this as one of the perfections, metta parami. It did not happen overnight, very quickly. It happened through constant repetitive practice over and over in every life. When Buddha practiced, Buddha expressed his metta, many people were surprised. But when we (coughs) consider the rich experience he had in the past, that is not a surprise. And Buddha repeatedly said to us, because don't be afraid of doing good, accumulating punya, punya setam bhikkave sukhasa adhivachanam, he said, punya means uh, skill, skillful actions, thoughts, words. Don't be afraid of cultivating them. Every moment we cultivate friendly thought, we are the ones who enjoy the thought. It is like sharing our possessions with others. When we share something with others, it is we who enjoy the sharing more than the recipients. Recipients may have some degree of obligations, but the giver do not have obligations. Giver enjoys giving. Similarly, when we practice metta, whether others receive it or not, whether others' response is positive or not, it is we who cultivate metta enjoys a great deal. So without expecting anything in return, we do cultivate this. Whether others are 
friendly or unfriendly, relatives or not, known or unknown, with just as a habit, we cultivate these thoughts, and the thoughts becomes a habit, and it becomes spontaneous when situation arises. And therefore, without any hesitation, we should cultivate these thoughts. Although occasionally we may be frustrated because while we are practicing metta, others practice hostility. While we are trying to be compassionate, others show their cruelty. But we practice for our own good. Some people are afraid of practicing metta because they would they feel that they would be intimidated by cruel people or being friendly. They even sometimes suspect us that we are trying to gain something from them with relaxed smiles. It doesn't matter what others think, how others react. We honestly, sincerely cultivate these thoughts even with some difficulties. This is meditation. Meditation has many, many aspects, many faces, many perspectives, all lead to cultivating, developing our mind in right, positive, wholesome direction. And never do we lose anything when we practice meditation. Metta meditation, insight meditation. When we deepen our insight, we can see the benefit of metta more clearly. Only when we are deluded and mindful, we may feel that metta is a foolish practice. But once, like the holy, noble, enlightened Buddha, who has purified his mind and saw the benefit advised us because I don't ask you anything to do that you cannot do. I don't ask you anything to do that is harmful to you. I practiced this myself and saw the benefit and from my experience I'm telling you practice metta. I tell you because the practice metta is beneficial to you. Out of compassion I am telling you for your own good to practice metta.
Surely Buddha did not gain anything from us, from his disciples, but out of compassion freely he advised, without any ulterior motive, to practice metta, only for the compassion for the world. After attaining enlightenment, he sent out his disciples, enlightened disciples, just to spread the seed of Dhamma without intimidating people, forcing people to accept it, but just go on sowing the seeds of metta, compassion, insight, wisdom, Dhamma, and let people realize the benefit of it by themselves. And this is a wonderful, compassionate approach of spreading his message without forcing, intimidating, and unethical conversion allowing people to experience their, exercise their freedom to choose, exercise their freedom to express, exercising their freedom to believe, out of compassion for the world. He said to be caused to go out and teach Dhamma. Bahujana hitai, bahujana sukhaya, bahuno jana sata hitai sukhaya de manusanang were the words he uttered for the benefit of many, for the benefit of many humans and divine beings who and teach the Dhamma. Although Dhamma is beneficial to everyone, only some will be benefited. That's why he did not say, don't go and convert everybody, he said, teach the Dhamma for the benefit of many. So this, these words also expresses his compassion, wisdom, and we are following that path. So our practice will definitely bear fruit in us. So without hesitation, we must cultivate with full confidence in these words that Buddha compassionately uttered. And we continue our practice paying attention to our breathing, paying attention to our feelings, perceptions, our thoughts and consciousness, to see them changing constantly, consistently, without trying to resist anything or reject anything or without trying to cling to anything, 
let the experiences pass through us as they appear and disappear. So relax your body and mind and breathe mindfully. Mindful breathing means breathing without greed, hatred and delusion and paying total undivided attention to our experience of breath sensation that arises with the breath and mental perception to the breath intention and attention to the breath, consciousness of breath. Although I mention these things in these words, what I mention really are the five aggregates. We cannot do anything intentionally with our mind and body without the five aggregates getting involved. You can see that happening every time we intentionally breathe. The breath is the body that has elements, air, water, fire and earth in a very minute, minutest way. So breath is the body That's the form aggregate. We feel the breath, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. That is our feeling aggregate. We perceive the breath. We cognize or recognize the breath. That is our perception aggregate. Volitionally, we pay attention to breath. That intentional, volitional attention belongs to aggregate of volitional formations. We become fully conscious of the breath. That belongs to consciousness aggregate. We don't have to use words to recognize them. But we know very clearly that these are the five things that involved in our breathing. When the breath changes, all the other four aggregates change. When feeling changes, all other four aggregates change. When perception changes, all other four aggregates change. When volitional formation changes, all other four aggregates change. When consciousness changes, all other four aggregates changes, change. That means when one changes, everything else related to it also changes. It is amazing the way how Buddha explained these things in minute detail that everything is in a state of flux, 
all we experience are activities, not something static. Although we are not moving physically from one place to another, movements are going on all the time in our body and mind. Countless things are changing along with the breathing, blood circulation, exchanging oxygen with carbon dioxide, heartbeat, lungs expansion and contraction, red blood cells and white blood cells doing their duties, all the neurons in our brain, every part of our body is changing. Only very few of them we experience clearly. When we are not mindful, when we are mindful we can experience many of them. Not only heartbeat, expansion and contraction of our lungs, but very minute changes in our cellular state we can experience changing. With relaxed, calm state of mind, we go along with these changes without resist, trying to resist them. And you can experience how calm, relaxed and peaceful we will be without letting emotion take over, without getting agitated or excited. This is how we calm our body and mind. With these few suggestions, I like to stop these instructions. And you experience all this by yourself. When I stop talking, and when you pay attention to experiences. 